All right, here we go. Joe, what's going on? I was eating bagel chips. No worries, no worries. 17 minutes late. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. All right, I think we can just honestly just run it back. We weren't that far in. Like, we were maybe like four or five minutes in. So I think we'll just redo the the, No, you should leave this in. This is correctly describes how this is supposed to go. (laughs) This is every cross-country meet. Just NMH pulling up hella late and us scrambling around. Dude, that's actually true. I remember, was it it my junior year? Or maybe it was my sophomore year. But you guys, our meet literally got delayed an hour and a half. Sophomore year when we went to Exeter because our bus driver just didn't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) And we were just like, got so lost on the way to Exeter. And we showed up like when the race was starting. And I remember um, Newbald and Grant just being like, what is going on right now? Why are like, and and Newbald was like, where were you guys? And Grant was like, ah, there's traffic. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Like, it's like Exeter, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. There's no traffic. (laughs) You know, actually, we'll just pick it back up. This is the Run Fast Podcast with Evan Miles. We're here with Joe Bullock, formerly of NMH, Colorado College commit. We are also here with Bradley St. Laurent, formerly of Phillips Exeter, Williams College commit. Um, inaugural episode. We're pumped to have these two back on, or not back on, but have them on for the first ever episode. Hopefully have them back on. Absolutely. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, Miles, give him, hit him with a question real quick because we need to kind of get this thing back rolling. So, yeah, before, Joe, before you joined, we were talking with Bradley about um, – you know, past are specifically like going into high school running. So what do you think has been like the greatest factor in your development as a runner in high school or just in general? Um, I think like having really good um, just mentors around me. Um, I went into high school as um, as a wrestler. I was a wrestling recruit at NMH mm-hmm. and um, really just didn't. I mean, I love the team. But I just like didn't work out well with the sport. Uh, not a fun sport at all, um, especially with like all the weight cutting and stuff is awful. So uh, all my friends were runners. Um, I was really good friends with Lewis Sauls, who he doesn't run anymore, but he, he ran at Trinity for a year. So um, he really just got me into running. And then I had like Richard Servant around me and all those good guys. And really like people like from other teams too, like Mustafa and uh, Will Coogan from Exeter and like all those guys really helped get me into running. And then um, my good friend, Benjamin Wingard, he's um, a really rad running photographer from Boston. He was super influential. Uh, I actually met him at a Tin Man Elite meetup run, the first one they Boy. did in Boston before Boston Boost. Um, yeah, it was. He was just he was there shooting because he's really close friends with them. I uh. went to like see them because I was like a fanboy and shit. Ended up <laughs> only talking to him the whole time. Didn't meet a single one of them. No. I like took a photo with them and ended up just talking to him the whole time. And uh, we we ran a few times after that. I was like, I was it was the summer before my sophomore year of high school. He's been a huge influence in me. Just like introduced me to the community and really pushing my running forwards. And he talked me through a lot of the college process, which was really great. That's helpful. That's awesome. And Bradley also talked a little bit about that, about mentorship and having learning a lot from leaders and having a lot of modesty because you're going through a lot of hard workouts and you're running with like a cut the same six or seven guys every week, yeah. every day, going through the motions and just forming a really tight bond because of that. And I asked Bradley this question already, but what do you think the kind of the most differentiating factors or like what's the the biggest quality you've seen in mentors that kind of has helped you adjust to competitive running and fast running? I think, I mean, all, all the good mentors I've had have been willing to like interact with people that are uh, like younger than them in the running world, like um, Ben, especially. And then uh, uh, my current boss, actually Jeff Seelis, he like took me under his wing kind of when I was, I would like to show up to like group runs on weekends and just bother the living shit out of him and then eventually he was like hey do you want to stick around here as like a job and I was like yeah absolutely but it's like 
it's just people being able to be like, yeah, I want to invest in the younger generation, invest in people that are up and coming in the sport that aren't as good as me and like want to spend time with them. And it's like, as much as Tin Manley is memed on for all the <laughs> stuff that they do, they actually do that super well. Like they're super invested in the younger generation and just like, like with all the meetup runs they do and all the stuff they do through the community. So I think it's just like getting community minded people. That's like the people you want to surround yourself with. And how do you think you find a, you guys find a balance between like academics, socializing, and then also like running and kind of building training and speed? Just like having a good team culture, like a lot of the great thing about like, I know the team at MH and I know that this is probably similar at Exeter and at Loomis is that's like, it's just like the boys, like we'd all, we'd all like, we hang yeah. out on weekends, we hang out at nights, like team dinners all the time. So that's like, that's super important. And I mean, I am notoriously bad at like giving a shit about school. Um, <laughs> Like I would, I, you can, you can ask Jake Nevins, cause I'm assuming you'll have him on here at some point where I just, would, Jake. Like, he'll be on here at some point. Yeah. I would just like leave the dorm and just like get back and just like, I'll have done like almost no homework. And he'll be like, <laughs> what, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, ah, it'll be fine. It's just like, I don't know. It's, um, especially senior year, but like, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I feel like especially the end of the year, it's just totally burnout. Like, especially with finals coming around in the spring. It's just like, why, why am I doing this? It was so bad. It's so real. It's so real. Dude, like, I thought I was like a very like, you know, strong-winded person where we have like strong-minded about yeah. like getting stuff done. But dude, senioritis, it was so bad. And yeah. like, suddenly it'd be like, it was so bad. Yeah. Hey, we, we've all been there. We've all been there. I am not the example for schooling in running. Uh-huh. <laughs> do what Brad does for school. <laughs> like, do oh, school. Yeah, that's, that's, that makes sense. I mean, Miles is an incoming freshman at Loomis, yeah. so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get him on, on the good, good study habits, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. we'll see but how he turns out. Is, is real. Okay. That's good, good to know. Good to know. Bradley brought up, like, balance, and then Joey talked about, you know, homework and, you know, what not to do. Terrible balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, what, what do you think has been, like, the most valuable lesson that you've learned, like, as a runner? I guess, like, one for me would be, like, like, overtraining. Like, yeah. I don't say, like, overtraining, like, overtraining, like, running yourself into the ground. But, like, there is a time, like, especially during COVID times, I think, where I just compare myself to the people I saw on Strava. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. man, they're doing these runs at this pace, so I have to do it. And it was, like, not good. Like, it didn't help. And yeah. I suddenly, like, I'd be running, like, tempos at, like, paces that were, like, n- way less far off than they should have been to, like, a 5K pace or something like that. And it was, like, I was, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I kind of yeah. stepped back senior year once I was committed and, like, didn't have, like, that type of that pressure of, like, you got to do this, you got to do this, because it all depends on that. Um, yeah, I kind of step back and go back to like the fundamentals, I guess, of just like how to improve and like what is most important. Um, so yeah, like getting away from that was really important to me just because it had a big impact. Like pace does, like pace doesn't matter as much as it seems on like yeah, not at all. It's all about like how you feel and the work you do, um, because what the only thing that actually matters is race day, um, and however you get to that point, um, like whether it's like cross training or like mostly running or anything like there's so many ways to get to that point um and so it really doesn't depend on that and when i did take that step back like i learned a lot more about like cross training and like like eating habits and like um injury prevention and all these things that like are crucial and i had never really been doing because i'd only been focused on like the pace and like the running and not all the other supplemental parts so i think that's been really important yeah on the topic of cross training like cross training is so important like 
I hate aqua jogging and I try my hardest not to do it, but it's so good for you. Um, stuff like that. And like, like being like riding a bike, like knowing how to ride a bike well, and like knowing how to train on a bike is super important. And like a bike bike, like an outside bike, not a stationary oh, bike. Oh, okay. Like different, like different ideas there. No, it's like a real bike, because if you're like, this is what I tell a lot of people on my team that have been hurt, where it's like, if you're hurt, you can't, doing an hour on a stationary bike sucks, but you can't sufficiently train, like cross train on a bike, unless you're, unless you're doing like two and three hour rides and you're like doing real workouts and like pushing yourself. So like being able to confidently ride a bike outside is, I feel is like super important because hopefully you'll never have to do it. Hopefully you'll just be able to run every single day, always forever. But like, that's unlikely. Yeah. So, cause everyone always has, there's, there's always going to be setbacks. So like having good, it doesn't have to be biking. Maybe you like really like, like swimming laps. Like that's another form of cross training. Like essentially everything in a triathlon is good for you. So like, I think of running as like running is the main thing, but if I can use the other two to supplement it, if I'm hurt or feeling or like banged up, like that's a super important thing. I'm a terrible swimmer. So I never choose swimming. I always, almost <laughs> always choose biking, but, um, so I think that's important. And then another thing that of like stuff that I learned is that like, don't like think about what you put in your body fuel, like food wise, but you don't have to think too hard about it. Like, mm. like at one point I was really like thinking hard about what I was putting in my body. And like, I like wouldn't eat any sugar, wouldn't eat any bad stuff. Like, like really thought hard about it. And then like slowly and slowly I got away from it. And then I went like the complete opposite direction this fall where I basically would just eat like whatever I wanted. And I ate like cookies and pizza all the time. And that's like, I'm pretty sure I, if you looked at my diet, it consisted mostly of like pasta, cookies, pizza, and goldfish, which is oh, not great for you. <laughs> and then I've now like through this track season and into summer, I've found that happy medium of where I like, yeah, I eat like garbage sometimes, but it's like, it's like not bad garbage. Yeah. Just, just to add on that really quick like that in general like there can there's like a can be a huge issue of like obsession with running and not like mm-hmm. not like you know like like it's great to be like hungry for like like getting better and all that like i'm not talking about that i'm talking more about like stats wise and stuff like if you're like obsessing over your heart rate or obsessing like like to the point where like you're count, keeping track of exactly what you put into your body or like yeah all these things like it can become really unhealthy really fast and can actually be like way um like more destructive to your training than like beneficial and so like i think like that word that that phrase that joe said like happy medium um can be used in like a lot of different aspects of running um because it's really easy to like set these goals for yourself and be like okay i have to do this exactly like this or i'm not going to get better when like really is like as long as you're putting in like honest amounts of work in different sections throughout like you will keep improving and you will like get better either way um but like there's a point where it can get too intense and it can be really destructive yeah, that's totally cool. Take away from fun. Like, if you want to have that milkshake, have that milkshake. Like, it's not gonna. Don't do it before, like twenty minutes before a workout. But like, <laughs> have that milkshake. My uncle has this really funny story about he ran cross country. He was he wasn't really good at it at all, but he ran it just to run it. And his his team bus was super late. Or I forget. Maybe he was no. It, his team was on this bus. He was late to the team bus. So he him he and his friend had to drive to this meet. They were late. So they, they were hungry. So they stopped in the KFC drive-through like 20 minutes out from the race. He pounds like 
I don't know, like a, like a, like a bucket of eight piece chicken and then like a soda and goes on to have the best race of his life. Like he had like a 30 second PR, just completely ridiculous. I have to say my freshman year, the night before we beat Exeter in new England, we oh, all man. ate a lot of chocolate cake. <laughs> Oh my god. It's okay, we haven't won since, but <laughs> it's like to the last thing that is like the one the thing I give the I think the piece of advice I gave the most to like my teammates this year when I was like captain was just like don't be an idiot. Like, yeah. It's a subjective phrase and can be taken in numerous ways, but just like don't be an idiot. Yeah, that's like, hopefully things won't really go bad. Advice. Yeah. That's the deepest piece of advice you can probably give. Like yeah. I've no, that one be soft, you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So I just want to talk a little bit about like um, adversity in running and like so what for you guys what's the time and example um, where you guys face adversity and you guys just talked about you know going out and beating each other I've been hurt a lot like my um, as soon as COVID started I got like super hurt I cracked like both my hips had stress fractures in one of my foot and like mm-hmm. my knees were all messed up so that sucked that's where I started biking a lot but um, I think the, the hardest like adversity is I qualified for New Balance Indoor New Balance Indoor was nationals was really shitty time um <laughs> qualified for indoor nats uh i was at bu and for the 5k i was super happy about it and then like two weeks before the race i was getting ready for bu last chance i was gonna run a mile see if i could qualify again in the, in the mile and like double and then like right as i was about to like like it was a few days before i just like started feeling like my achilles just like i just started hurting so badly and then like couldn't really run it, was, it turns out like really bad tendonitis and like a, a strain couldn't run for like two weeks. Uh, couldn't really cross train either because of the pull on the Achilles. Like couldn't bike. So I was only aqua jogging, but couldn't aqua jog because it was during the winter and the swim team had the pool the whole time. So I was just kind of on the couch for like two weeks. Couldn't do anything. And then I was like, I was still signed up for the race. It was like doing PT, doing shockwave therapy. It was like, like going home like every other day, like g- going from school to Boston to like get shockwave on my Achilles. Eventually could start running again like five days out from the race did a did like a tempo run like on the treadmill like a tempo fart like on the treadmill and then did like a speed endurance workout like four days out and then went and raced and i was like yeah i'll be fine it was terrible like i think it was like the most pain i've ever been in and it was just like this adversity of like i'm on the like biggest stage in track like it was a championship race like i was against like Sam Burgess, Riley Ho was in my race, like legit guys. And I'm just like dogging it in the back. Like, just like, I was, I like went out with them for like two laps, three laps. And I was already like, I was off the back three laps in, which is like 600 meters in. And I was like, okay, they're running fast. They're going to come back. And I was just like dogging it and dogging it and dogging it. And I ended up running like 1610 or something like that. And I was like super disappointed. And, and I like called my coach after and he, the only thing he said to me was what the fuck happened out there and I was like I don't know like I was like it could have been better but like I don't know what happened like it wasn't through like it wasn't lack of trying but I just like was out of it mentally and like that was just so hard where I like like it's so hard looking back on that being like I know I could have done better even with being hurt like I could have been more competitive and tried to stay in the race longer but I just didn't have it mentally. And that's like the hardest thing, like looking back on races and having regrets about it of just, of just being like, like, why didn't I push harder? Cause like, you only know at the end of the race, when you cross the line you're like, fuck, I have more. Why didn't I give more? Or like, like at hunt relays when Sam beat me, <laughs> out kicked me like every, like 
you were watching that race. You no, saw yeah. me closing on him. I was getting closer. I was close, uh, closing on him. And if, really? I had, if, if I had, like, he took the lead, and if I had actually moved at 300 to go, it would have been a lot closer than it was. That's fair. And, and me telling myself that I can't move with 300 to go, and I have to wait till 150, because somewhere in my mind, I was like, I'm going to blow up or something. Me not making that decision to just go for it, just is just, it's the worst feeling. Just mentally. Yeah. Yeah, that mental side is tough man i got um yeah my big issues i never had dealt with like physical injuries but i had a lot of mental stuff mm -hmm. um specifically during covid um i had like this whole thing that happened and like set off like a whole like episode of just like constant anxiety um mm -hmm. it's like pretty much my entire junior year like my training and it's like life in general was like governed by that like idea um, it was just like all about like worrying and like what if this happens what if that happens like so much stress about like the college process about like grades about all this stuff um yeah it was not a fun time and so like I think the worst part was like a, like almost a year ago like last June I was trying to qualify for like outdoor nationals so I could try and get um a standard for like a college I was I was talking to mm -hmm. um and I kept having like these stomach issues where like I would run and like just had to stop because like it was so bad and it was like caused by my anxiety, which would make my stomach worse, which would make me not run, which made me more anxious. So it was like this constant loop and yeah. it sucked. Um, and so like, I think mental health is like a really big aspect as well. Um, it can be really easy to start dreading running um, because like running can be a beautiful sport and it can really help you, but it can also just be like, it can be a lot and it can be like intimidating and intense, um, especially when if you're not having like your a greatest the greatest time like maybe you haven't pr in a little while or like you're in a bit of a slump and you see everyone else around you getting better um it can be really tough um and so i think that's like where the team aspect comes in again a lot um as soon as i started like talking to people on my team like and they're wicked supportive it just helped me a lot and like being able to look forward and look towards like races again um was just like an amazing feeling um and it turns out like running actually really helped me it was like ended up being one of the ways that like would help me like combat anxiety just like being able to get out there and get out of my head um mm -hmm. just like run and be in the moment um was really great and along with that like it's, my team helped me so much um and like really helped me get back on my feet with that stuff um but like that mental part is really easy i mean running to begin with like you know you're doing well when like your body is sending you all these warning signs to stop like you're never gonna feel good when you're pring really yeah like to a point at least i mean obviously you have like a great race and feel great like most of the time there's still going to be like those pain receptors that are like whoa this like is terrible you need to stop like like red alert red alert and so like the idea of like getting that and then like trying to push through it is like kind of like the that whole idea of running that like everyone really talks about um but like that mental battle can be really challenging um just like because like suddenly you just wake up and there's like everyone has those days where you just don't want to get out the door and it's like yeah. a slog and it's like you've been running for like an hour it seems and it's been like two and a half miles and it's just like brutal so yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of going on a tangent now, but like, I think that thing, that idea is really common um, and a lot more common than people think. Cause like, it's um, like a very, um, it's like not controversial, but like people don't tend not to stigmatize. People tend to not talk about it a lot. Um, totally. Deal with a similar thing. So like, just like reaching out to people, like whether it's like saying like, hey, I'm feeling like this and your team, I'm sure someone else would have gone through that and like supported someone or like, hey, like I'm having issues feeling motivated, like want to come on a run with me, like anything like that, like it can really help. Totally, totally. Running with people.
yeah, speaking of running with people, I know like Bricklayers Union, it's been a, it's been growing. It's a, it's a big thing now. We have yeah, the founder and CEO here, Joe. You want to talk a little about that? Uh, I wouldn't call my the CEO is Drew. I'm not a CEO. <laughs> I was the founder. I'm the youth correspondent as my, it's my unofficial official title. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been going well. Um, yeah, just like a little bit about it. It's just like, um, we started it because me, Ben Wainwright, um, Sam Turax, who's the tech rep for on in the new England area, um, mm-hmm. Drew Piazza, who's, um, pro runner, super, super good pro runner. Um, and then, uh, Paige, she's, a uh, she runs for BC, super rad graphic designer. So, no like but um, we started because we just, there's so many people in the Boston area that run and yeah, that like all the way from high school people to people in the industry. And it's just like, they don't interact with each other. Like there's like a bunch of college teams and a bunch of pro runners and a bunch of high school kids and no one, they just all either run by themselves or run with their teams where it's like, it's like, why can't we bridge that gap to like, and like hear and like give that sophomore in high school an opportunity to talk to a sophomore in college or to talk to, or give that sophomore in college opportunity to talk to people in the industry who are like, maybe they really love running and they want to continue to be within running and like being able to talk to people in the industry would help that. And I mean, or like people who aren't as good as running in in high school, who aren't going to run in college, but really love the sport, like being able to talk to people who work in the sport or our professionals within the sport could really help them be like, oh, I can stay in this sport, even though I'm not super fast. I'm not going to go run D1. I'm not going to go run D3, but I can still stay in the sport because there's these other options within like being an industry professional. I mean, I think that's, that's really the goal. And the other goal is to like connect high school kids from Massachusetts to each other, because what I've seen at meets a lot is people will recognize each other see each other and then just walk by each other like they don't know each other because you both kind of know each other but not really because you haven't really met or run from each other but you both know each other know who each other are and would be friends but no one will talk to each other and I think trying to bridge those relationships before the season starts just so people will actually talk to each other is really important (laughs) totally yeah and then yeah and what do you think you've kind of learned in terms of like running this whole op- operation? What, what is the big thing you've learned or taken away? People like having people to run with, like 100%. <laughs> running alone sucks. And like, if you offer people the opportunity to run alone, to not run alone, they will respond to that. And I think just, just being like, yeah, we're not, there's no company behind this. We're not trying to sell you anything. This isn't not to hate on where I work, but this isn't a tracksmith run club. Like, the goal of this is to not push some singlet on you. Like it's for a bunch of people to get together and run. So it's, I think that's, and like just seeing how happy people are, like people just love just getting out and running. And like, that go, like goes back to like the whole mental side of it. It's like running with people is so much better. hundred percent. Like, and just being able to like talk to people. And I, I know like um, um, a guy named Louis Serafini showed up two weeks ago. He's a I super good man. Lou, yeah, Lou showed up two weeks ago. Yeah, runs for Tracksmith. He just ran um like two fifteen fifty something for the marathon. He's, yeah, he's our he's our uh, global community manager now. He used to be the Boston community manager. Um, great guy. I mean, he showed up and just I got to watch a bunch of like sophomores and juniors and seniors in high school just completely geek out and just like ask this dude questions for forty five minutes and like they I think they learned a lot from just like 
I mean, he ran in college. He's an industry professional and a pro runner. And like being able to just like pick that dude's brain on a, in a more like casual setting than like having to approach him at like a meet or in the track house, which can be kind of an intimidating environment is cool for them. Like just being able to be like, Oh, I know who you are. Can I ask you about this? Uh Which is, yeah, it's kind of the goal. Totally. We'll cap it off with one more question. And I think it's sort of important to get back to like the main premise of running and saying like, you know, what the sport means a lot to a lot of people who do it. And what do you think is kind of the biggest thing or one of the biggest things that running has given you since you've started it? Friends. <laughs> oh. yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say the same, like community, um, just like that yeah. group of people that you can fall back on. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not expected to be best friends with the entire team, but like you have all these guys that know exactly like what you, what you're going through for the most part, because they're going through the same thing pretty much. Like, especially at like, if you're going to like a NEPSTA school, for example, like where like the workload tends to be like pretty high. Um, like there is like, it's a lot of talk about that balance. Um, and that's something that one can struggle with when they first get there. And like having that group of people that knows what you're going through um, was wicked helpful for me. And I know it's been helpful for many others. Um, and then just like, like that sense of community, like those people you can fall back on, people you just like, like some of my best memories from like all of high school are like post runs, like, you know, going to get breakfast or like middle of run and like the sunset or like, going for a random swim in like the middle of a run it's like i don't know it's awesome and it's giving me it's giving me so many like unique experiences that i'm really grateful for and that like i'll really cherish forever um it's just like yeah it's great yeah like very very similar it's just like as much as running is so much about like pring and competing and stuff like that when all of this is over and your knees no longer work and you can't run anymore, you're not going to remember your PRs or how you felt after a race. You're going to remember just running around with all of your buddies. You're, I'm going to like, I'm not gonna, like at the end of this, me, Sam, Shinsuke, and all of us, we're not going to remember what happened at Hunt Relays and who won. <laughs> I will. I will. Maybe not you. You will, but what I'm going to remember is how much we laughed on that cool down when we were running around Deerfield and we climbed on top of that tractor. Like, I'm not like, like, it's not like, like, I'm not going to remember all the, like all the races or like all those, like the great thing is I won't remember all of those regrets uh, in racing and stuff like that. I won't remember the PRs. I won't remember the bad races. I'm just going to remember like, like even now I'll be like, yeah, I ran like shit, but like, oh, like I saw my friends and my friends ran well. And like, we had a good time. Like the moral of like, like going back to nationals, like, yeah, I ran like shit, but all my other friends ran well. And we went out to lunch afterward and got giant pastrami sandwiches. And it was awesome. We all, and it was so fun. Like, so it's at the end of the day, you're not going to remember the racing. You're going to remember the relationships you build. And that's like, that's the most important part. Cause it's at the end of the day, it's just running. Yeah. I mean, that's about, that's about all I've got for you guys. Thank you guys for taking the time. Where can people find you on the World Wide web? Follow me on Strava, Joe Bullock, and uh, Joe, Joe underscore Bullock 17 on Instagram. Sweet. Bradley? Uh, yeah, it's Bradley St. Laurent um, on Instagram and Strava. So, yeah. Follow that Strava. Wait, I got followed by David Melly on Strava today. Best day what? of my life. I was so excited. Dude, I got a, ball, I got a follow back from Ben, and I was really? like, so yeah. sad. Yeah, when someone cool follows you on Strava, you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like opened that notification. I was like, no way. Yeah, you guys got to head down to BLU. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, come I fly mean, over. If it, grows, if it grows, I have been confirmed as the 
the chapter head for yeah he is the second new chapter new head <laughs> that's well congratulations on your new position i guess that's that's sweet i said just because i made the two-hour drive down for yeah one of them and we're not and we're not giving it to the pace pushing terrorist <laughs> all right well that's about all the time we've got that's a story for another time cut that part cut that part thank you guys for taking the time and we'll we'll see you guys soon thank you guys so yeah. much yeah for sure all right this has been the run fast podcast thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode we'll see you guys very soon for episode number two we out see you